Good morning and welcome to episode 7 of An Unqualified Guide to the Good Life, the podcast where we discuss what it means to live well without having any qualifications to do so. My name is Adam and with me, as always, is the insidious Mr. Nick Schmaler. Good morning, Nick. How are you today? Good morning, Adam. Um, I don't know if you know what insidious means, but I wouldn't consider myself to be that. It means difficult to get rid of, like a stain. I see. Well, actually, you'll be be (laughs) pleased to know. But uh, I'm not long for this world, Adam. I'm yeah. not long for this world because my allergies are flaring up, and um, it's a you know it's a beautiful day to die. I suppose <laughs> it's it is a beautiful day to die, and as with all beautiful days, it starts with a beautiful sunset. Which brings us on to today's topic, Whoa, which is morning sunset. routines. Did I say sunset? Yeah, I meant sunrise. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah. It is a beautiful day, and as with all beautiful days, it starts with a beautiful sunrise. Which brings us on to this morning's well, topic. Yeah, well, we always do this. How are you? How are you doing? Um, nice segue, yeah. though. Th- thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm, uh, I'm working through this essay about the state and migrant categories, and it's, it's like a Rubik's Cube, but with fewer colours. So just, just a cube. It's a cube. <laughs> but there's nothing to solve there. Okay. <laughs> You're going through something. Uh, it's maybe better we just skip over that. But, um, yeah, it's probably wise. Yeah, I guess, I guess disclaimer, apologies for my illness, unwellness, and Adam's... Personality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before we get started on this one. <laughs> cool but uh yeah today is a day and like many other days before it we successfully got out of bed (laughs) which leads us to the topic of today's episode which is uh morning routines is it not adam and and what the i don't know if best is the right word to use but what the most fruitful way uh to shape your mornings uh, is is in order for you to uh, be well on your way towards a, a good life, you know, and whether even structure is beneficial to you in that aspect. I believe, as usual, you have some quotes. I do. I do. I have two quotes, both about um, sort of how to start your day. One from uh, my my homeboy, my, my uh, what did I call Socrates for you? Your boy. Your boy. Your boy, your boy Marcus Aurelius. But is he my boy or like, your boy? He's my boy. He's also kind of my boy, though. You, don't get, you don't get two boys. You get one boy, and your boy is Socrates. <laughs> yeah, okay, bye, like, she's Marcus Aurelius, though. <laughs> okay, we can argue over this later, but the Marcus Aurelius quote is, When you arise in the morning, think of what a precious privilege it is to be alive, to breathe, to think, to enjoy, to love. Now, before I get your thoughts on that, I wanted to contrast that to this other quote, that I have from Salvador Dali, which is similar but different in in one crucial way. And and I want to see if you pick up on that. The quote is this. Each morning when I awake, I experience again a supreme pleasure, that of being Salvador Dali. (laughs) Now, where do you think the distinction in in these two lie? 
Uh, probably the mustache, I would say. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. a crucial factor. But, um, well, I think Marcus Aurelius has a more selfless attitude towards life on an existential plane uh, where, you know, I guess his whole philosophy is about participating in life in something that is larger than yourself and being content with your sort of meaninglessness yeah. and navigating that stoically. Whereas where Salvador Dali seems to derive, at least according to that quote, the entire meaning of his life from himself, which is handy. Yeah, it's very, very self-sufficient. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, even the Marcus Aurelius quote is a little bit optimistic, though, much as it is stoic, because I don't always wake up um, grateful for life, or um, or indeed, or indeed, uh, what, what were the other qualities which he ascribed to the day? What a precious privilege it is to breathe, to think, to enjoy, and to love. Yeah, well, you see, my nurse is all bunged up, so... So, <laughs> so breathing's done for you today. It's just <laughs> a non-breathing day. Breathing, <laughs> exactly. You know, and, um, you know, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel particularly great about that. You know, no, but so. I, I think these quotes are aspirational as much as they are respirational. This is... This is okay. Because it's about breathing? Yeah, I know, but that's... It's very yeah, funny. No, no, but there's no... There's no double meaning that you just said something that doesn't make sense. It's but anyway. so, okay. <laughs> Who'd have thought episode seven already our worst episode? But here we go. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Now, I think that the reason why uh, we want to focus on morning routines, as we mentioned earlier, is that uh, some of the habits which you put in place. Uh, particularly at the beginning of your day, go a long way towards shaping what the rest of your day is going to look like. You know, uh, yeah. for instance, if you roll a joint, you know, first thing, you're probably not going to be as productive as if you get out of bed, meditate for 20 minutes, do 100 push-ups, have a cold shower, and then and then regulate your calorie intake or something like that. Well, possibly, you know. But which I mean, one sounds better, Nick? Of it right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, no, I, th- I think um, I think there's a lot of value to being disciplined with yourself, particularly uh, at the beginning of the day. And um, to paraphrase something from Mark Twain, which is definitely an expression that I like using, uh, never applying though, is uh, that if you start your day by eating a frog that is the worst thing that you will do all day. So seize the day, eat the frog. And yeah, that's a good point. It is hard know. to find a frog sometimes. Well, yeah, but I don't think you meant it sort of literally in that sense. I think you just meant... Maybe know, he has a jar of frogs by his bed. after the most unpleasant task. <laughs> but anyway, I, um, in my quest for the ideal morning routine, came across the Holy Bible of such things. Forbes, the online edition, and uh, um, that quality publication. They, they had an article in which there were uh, seven points or seven traits, habits, if you will, of the highly successful, and what makes them tick during the morning, and uh, you know that they could be used as suggestions for um, how we wish to improve our own routines. 
And they were all centered around the idea of success. So to quote a little bit of the article now, willpower is the key to success. Successful people strive no matter what they feel by applying their will to overcome apathy, doubt, or fear. Strong willpower requires strong exercise. The better we train our will, the more capable we will make it as to achieve great things. So I think, I think, yeah, essentially what that's saying is that if you can, if you can whip up that willpower into shape based on the habits that you build for yourself in the morning, then you go out into the world, uh, ready to, to, to face it and ready to go seize the things that you, that you want to go after because the will is very much like a muscle mm. that you can build and train and it's most hard to train and therefore most effective to train right when you wake up. I was going to say it's, it, you know, the, I find that will, willpower is the weakest when I'm still laying in bed just after my alarm has gone off. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, the values of, of hard work and rising early don't seem important when you're all snuggled in your blankets. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's why if you can overcome that, then you put yourself in a pretty good position going forward, you know, because you've already eaten the frog. That, that's interesting. You know, sometimes getting up is the hardest thing you have to do all day. True. Sometimes it is. That's a pretty good day if that's the hardest thing you have to do that day. <laughs> like you're pretty. You. That's a yeah. You're having a good time. Um, uh, interesting. And I suppose that does communicate quite effectively. And with the the quote you've already given, the value of of rising early and setting these routines. Does the article offer any practical steps on how to do so? Yeah. So there are seven of those. Okay. And I will take you through them now. Mm. The first is, now it's important to bear that these are general points. These are not uh, necessarily very, very specific habits, um, but they can be definitely turned into habits and practices. Uh, the first is, however, quite concrete, and that is to set the same alarm every single day, mm -hmm. uh, whether you're working or not. Mm -hmm. So just getting into uh, uh, yeah, a, a rhythm where your circadian, circadian internal clock uh, and the, the hours at which you sleep and wake are extremely well regulated and consistent, you know, which makes it very easy for you to rise when you're called upon to do so. And uh, that would be advice number one. The second is to meditate because meditating often allows you to center yourself, not only to increase or raise your level of alertness and consciousness at the beginning of the day, but also to standardize your mood, if you will, mm. and for you not to wake with feelings of distress or anxiety or, or whatever else can, can result from kind of grogginess and any poor night of sleep. The third is to work out in the morning. Great for your health, you know. Is there, does it suggest why morning workout might be better than working out at another time of day? Uh, no, but I might be able to infer, for instance, that, um, well, most people don't necessarily have the time to work out throughout the day, throughout the course of the day, unless they do so on their lunch break. So then your choices are between working out in the morning or in the evening. And, uh, you know, working out usually puts you in a good state of mind. Like you, you feel, you feel quite well, uh, that post exercise feeling, which is definitely something nice to take you into the day. It's also something nice to end the day with but it might give you that extra edge if you're walking into, into your daily practice. Having already exercised, you're definitely gonna be feeling good about yourself. You're gonna be pumped. 
This is a this is an interesting one, um, and I, I'm sorry to interrupt the flow of the practical no, steps, cool. but I find for me personally that I um I tend to work out in in the middle of the day, um, and this is for two reasons. One, I'm I'm a, I'm a student and on lockdown, so I have a very flexible schedule. And I find that I'm quite productive in the morning and quite productive in the evening and my productivity wanes and my concentration, ability to concentrate wanes in the middle of the day, yeah. sort of between Which is quite normal. One thirty and four. Yeah. Um so I find that doing a workout then allows me to to, you know, be sort of uh, effective with my time um and also maybe in re inject a little bit of energy into the into the day. But I appreciate that not everyone has the has the uh the freedom of flexibility um, mm. that I do in this. Yeah, sense. most people definitely have that lull. Mm. And in fact, uh, to draw back to the sleep podcast that we did the other day, in that same encyclopedia of information, I also learned about the fact that humans are also conditioned for biphasic sleep, which means sleeping in two different phases. The first of which is your nightly nightly uh, slumber, and the second of which is a mid afternoon nap. And that evolutionarily speaking, actually, we are sort of hardwired to have a dip in energy levels and concentration, particularly after we've eaten lunch um, and we're sort of gazing, la lazing about in the sunlight. So, um, yeah, that's there's definitely something to that. And that seems like a pretty effective way to counteract it. Yeah. On the other hand, I think having a siesta is a is a great uh, way to tap into the good life. Yeah. I think we should do a whole episode on Mediterranean culture, but that's another for another time. I'm, I'm a fan of that idea. Uh, to go back to where we are at the moment, though. Yeah. Point three then was morning workouts, which you have contested, but that's fair enough. Uh, the fourth seems a bit idealistic. It's to have breakfast, but also to have breakfast with the other members of your household. Mm. So family breakfast, if you have that luxury, if you have that opportunity, uh, it's something that lots of successful CEOs claim to do, probably because they're, they're too busy the rest of the day exploiting the workers. So, so <laughs> yeah, it's nice to... Who, who maybe didn't have the luxury to eat with their families. <laughs> it's but it's nice to start the day in a wholesome way. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but I think definitely there, there is some merit to making breakfast a priority. You know, um, I mean, we could yeah. also we could argue that there are benefits to intermittent fasting that you don't get if you break your fast at the beginning of the day. But at the same time, you could also begin your fast much earlier the previous day, um, and that way extend your period of fasting mm. in order for you to awake, ready to eat, and energize yourself in that way for the start of your day. The fifth point is to take some time for yourself. Again, a luxury of time and also therefore dependent on how early you wake in relation to how immediate your first commitment is. But yeah, take some time for yourself and do some self-learning. You know, if you've, if you've mm. wanted to learn a language, say, or um, develop a new skill, maybe piano or something, a good time to do it is, uh, is early in the morning. At the beginning of your day, taking that time for yourself uh, will probably make you feel better about yourself and um, mm. will make you feel more wholesome going into the day. And also it's just great for the process of waking your brain in the same way that exercising is great for your body, just uh, working on that skill and, and uh, you know, working on those neural pathways in your brain is definitely gonna- Yeah, a little bit of a warm up. Yeah, exactly, absolutely. So um, uh, point six, 
I, I'm just going to say anyways, but, um, this is when I remember that it's Forbes. Uh, they say, uh, highly successful people in the morning tend to say good morning <laughs> to other people. And the point that they're trying to stretch here <laughs> is, is the following that by being consciously aware of the others around you and making an effort to interact with them, you develop a mind state of selflessness. <laughs> so, so sorry, Forbes' big advice is just don't be rude. <laughs> yeah. You'll have a good day if you're not a dick. Yeah. Is that well, what they're trying well, to say? Essentially, yeah, but they flipped it so that it wasn't just the absence of negative behavior, but actually an incredibly selfless act. Just to say hello <laughs> to the workers you're exploiting. Mr. Zuckerberg. Brilliant. Wow. Um, okay. So yeah, well, how do they top that with the number yeah, seven? So point six, point six was probably written when that writer needed a siesta. And uh, <laughs> point seven, which is, a, which is a, a very useful one, I think, is to write a to-do list. And um, right. I think there is some merit to that. I think, you know, you can either plan things more in the long term or you can make a to-do list for the following day, the night before. But I think, you know, there is mm -hmm. also some value in making that to-do list first thing in the morning. For, uh, uh, you know, for one thing, because you then don't wake up and immediately are dominated by it, but rather only then sit down in order to make that to-do list. So you allow that, yourself that time between waking and actually making a to-do list before you have to engage on those right. chores, uh, which could be time for yourself to meditate, train, have breakfast with family, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I think, I think there's definitely value to set yourself targets for the day that you want to go out and achieve. So I think overall, a fairly useful article with some general points. I don't know if you have some opinions with regards to that. Um, I think I do. Uh, and first of all, we'll, we'll, uh, make this article available, um, at lanouvelbohem.com where you can also find a link to this episode and many others. Indeed. How do you spell Nouvelle? N-O-U-V-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. And how do you spell Bohem? B-O-H-E-M-E. -E. There you go. Dot com. Dot com. La. La, as in L-A. What do I think about that article? I think it's, for the most part, um, very good. Um, and I like the, the notion of having breakfast with your family. I think that... that um, or the other people in your household. Uh, I think that, you know, it's easy to ignore people, right? Whether you just ignore them by yeah, uh, by rushing around or not saying good morning is is, is difficult, uh, is, is challenging. I also like breakfast. Like, I, I am not a huge person for breakfast. I often feel a little bit unwell if I eat breakfast too quickly after, after waking up. Um, but I know some people who are very much into breakfast and send me pictures of their breakfast. I'm like, that looks amazing. If my day started with that breakfast, I would be, I would be so powerful. I'd be unstoppable. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the missing link. Yeah, a good breakfast routine really uh, makes everything, um, yeah, come together. Well, that's fair enough. And I like, I like, uh, I, I like the making a, a to-do list as well. And it broadly, um, uh, that is one of the, the very few things in that list that I incorporate into my own. Well, actually, you can tell us a bit more about that routine. I mean, I know we were also going to look at the morning routines of some famous individuals, but why not start with you? Yeah. Well, you know, 
Um, I believe morning routines are, are aspirational, as I aspire no, well, no, to be on no, one day a no, list of not. famous people's morning <laughs> no, they, routine. They can be, but they're well, not well, aspirational say... in nature. <laughs> in fact, they're very practical. They're, they're very day to day. Listen, if you it was a seg. It was just a segue, <laughs> and you've called me out, and you were right to call me out on my segues as they relate to my own life. Okay, go on, um, because, so, because just to be clear, I, now, and I want to be clear: yeah. is this a morning routine that you aspire to, or is this a morning routine that you practice? Because those are two very it is different a morning things. It is a morning routine where I manage to hit at least one of the things on it every day. Okay, so it's sort of a, a, a wheel of fortune. <laughs> it's sort of routine. a wheel of fortune, and maybe one day in five, I'll get all of them. I see. Okay, now my alarm goes off at six every day. That's something that um, is fairly standard. Ideally, I would then get out of bed, but realistically I get out of bed at some point between 6.30 and 7. That's just how it is. Then I will drink a glass of well, water hold on, hold on. and stretch. What do you do for an hour? Yeah. Just lie there? I, I hit snooze once or twice, and then okay, I... Okay, so you're not actually really awake until 6.30 or 7. Yeah, well, sometimes I might scroll through my phone. It's a bad habit, I know, right, but it's just what it happens. Is, there it is. Look, as I say, it's aspirational. Anyway, then after I'm after I'm up, and I think people who say their alarm goes off and they get up are liars, to be honest. I've never met anyone who does that, but I've met several people who claim to. Because people say like, oh, why don't you just set your alarm later and get up then? Because then I would just get up. I think we covered this in the sleep episode, but I would then just get yeah. up later. Um, Agreed. Then I will drink a glass of water and stretch. Water, it's good for you. You get dehydrated in the night. Helps out. Also, lions, they stretch when they wake up. Okay. Um, yeah. You need to stop <laughs> modeling your lifestyle <laughs> of that of lions. It's untenable. It doesn't work <laughs> in contemporary human society. Okay. Well, we'll, Otherwise, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I, can't, I don't even want to translate what a lion's lifestyle would look like for a human <laughs> Regardless, I stretch so, and it okay. gets me limber for the day. Yeah. And drink water because lions drink water. I Remember that. Actually, I that would make a great, like, Evyar campaign. But anyway, that's a tangent. Uh, Evyar, if you want to sponsor us, um, just drop us a line at newbehemianmagazine at gmail.com. Then I make some coffee. Now, I make cowboy coffee, so I put grounds in a pan heat the pan over a hob because... That's the equipment that I have here at my parents' house. And it takes a little while, but it makes nice coffee. So while the coffee is making, I will brush my teeth and do my morning bullet journaling. Now, I call it bullet journaling, but in fact, it is just a glorified to-do list. I recently found right. out you should- My bullet journaling sounds infinitely cooler. Yeah, it does sound cooler, doesn't it? That's if why you I have call the opportunity to brand things in that way sees it definitely definitely and i got this and i would heard about bullet journaling before and it was too complicated for me i couldn't be dealing with all the fiddling that you had to do but i came across a video uh on youtube from a guy called nathaniel drew who was like here's my minimalist bullet journaling i'm like this is a to-do list but it also sounds cooler than um than than to-do list so, so that's what i do we'll link that in the show notes on la nouvelle bohème it adds structure to the day this bullet journey i also recently found out that you shouldn't add more than seven things on a list and I, what do you know i complete my lists more often now that i don't add more than seven things to them and i also put why in the in the side column because if i can't think of a reason why i should be doing it probably shouldn't be doing it 
Right. And then I will, when the coffee's done, I'll sit at my kitchen table. I'll open my laptop. I will probably watch a, uh, a YouTube video for my own amusement. And then I'll start work for the day. And that's my, my morning routine. Um, yeah. That sounds pretty solid. Yeah. So as you mentioned, no breakfast there. No. No, I, I, if I eat too soon after I wake up, I, I feel a little bit nauseous. That's just a, you know, a thing that I have. So I, inter- I integrate that into intermittent fasting often. Um, not, not always. Uh, I'm not really intermittent fasting at the moment just because I found that I was, yeah, waiting, waiting until noon when I could start eating. Um, but it well, actually the point from which you get up, uh, and and then start your day that that's that time in between is not actually very long no so you sort of sort of uh, get out of bed and then and then after sort of drinking water like a lion and stretching <laughs> no i i probably you, you start coffee work and by journal yeah i probably start work before seven thirty most mornings yeah yeah so it's quite it's quite compact which um, it is compact and it makes me feel superior, but I don't know how effective it actually is. <laughs> well, as long as you feel as long as you feel ready to work by the time yeah. you you sit down, then that's I guess that's really what matters, isn't I it? I suppose so, yeah. Yeah. And I I, I got a lot of this from uh, from well my, the big turning point for me in, in terms of morning routines was when I read um, about Tim Ferriss's morning habits in uh, in Tools of Titans. Now I think Tim Ferriss is. Um, Stop uh, saying that. He's gonna. He's gonna start thinking you beefing with him. But yeah, go on. Is, <laughs> Say uh, it anyways. <laughs> look, I just think he's. You know, I think perhaps his greatest skill is in self promotion. But he does have some interesting ideas, and this one about his morning routines. He has like five things he tries to do every morning, and he made it. And he was the one who said, you know, I th- if I if I do three of these things, then it's a win. Uh, and if I hit five, that's a, that's a great success. And it's this is really don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, right? Like just do what you can and try and work these into habits and building them up gradually. And 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 as we said before, if you fall off the wagon, get back on the wagon. It's not very far away. It's a wagon. Now, Nick, you told me that you you don't have a, a morning routine at the moment. Is there anything from this episode or maybe from the other reading that you would like to incorporate into a morning routine? So I had a morning routine before. In the before times, right when I had work and and you know reason to get up, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and again as that also varied I think and in general there were more things on it than necessary a lot of the time, but I think for me the the the, the big one which sort of determined a lot of everything else was exercising. Mm. So if I was managed to get up early enough to exercise, then that meant I had to sort of be up early enough to then have breakfast before I started my day. But after I'd exercised, cause I couldn't really transition from training to, to working without food and that kind of energy boost of exercising usually put me in a pretty good space to meditate as well. And, and, and then sometimes if I was productive enough, I would, I would try and sort of practice Spanish on my phone. That was sort of as far as I could go with it. And, oh yeah, read the news is like one thing I do. So I think probably now that the only sort of uh, morning routine I have is to read the news and to do some push-ups when I get mm. up. 
Well, those are, those are both uh, both good good practices, I think, to get into that you maintained. And and the learning yeah. languages, I think, work well for you. You you got to a fairly high level of Spanish just from doing Duolingo yeah, in it, the mornings, it, right? It, it worked all right. Um, and I think you know, like those practices are not gone. Like I still exercise and shower yeah. and eventually have like my first meal of the day and this and that. It's just that they're now stretched out <laughs> for right. most of the yeah. day, right? That I don't feel the urge to compress them all. Uh, at the beginning of the day anymore because I don't have that restriction of time. Right. Like you mentioned yeah, yeah, earlier yeah. with your working out, like I have the luxury of being able to like, instead of squeezing that in, in 10, 15 minutes, actually just sitting down and using a textbook now to work on Spanish at some point in the afternoon right. or wherever, whenever indeed I feel like it. That being said, I would like there to be more structure to my day. But for me, actually the, the, the real thing that I would like to start with is just the consistency of my waking hour. Yeah. One of the things which, which I've been indulging in, uh, as a result of my hopefully temporary unemployment is, uh, not really setting an alarm, you know, like mm. I have quite a natural clock of like, I, I kind of end up going to bed between like one and two sort of wake between like nine and 10, by which time you're like halfway through your day anyways. <laughs> um, but I I um I want to kind of push that back a little bit, which is going to need me to have an alarm. And I think like having a routine which follows on from waking up in the morning will actually make it easier to be awake at that time. Uh, because I don't know, maybe you found this yourself, but like when you set yourself the goal of waking up with no particular reason for waking up, it's sometimes difficult to find the motivation to then like turn that into something useful. Mm. Whereas if I wake up and I know like, let me go and do these particular things, that's probably going to help me kind of gear myself up for the day and find some value and use in getting up at that time anyways you know yeah yeah i i uh i think that's i think that's a good note and i think it will help to to build to build these these morning habits just before we before we conclude because uh you know it's getting up there i i did get some some morning routines uh of famous people from thought catalog um and i won't share all of them but but some things that i thought might be interesting and or useful um Really, the, the useful one is, is from Henry Miller, famous author, whose morning routine was, if groggy, type notes and allocate stimulus. If in fine fettle, write. And I, th- I like this because it, it allows flexibility hmm. where you can still do stuff even if you wake up not feeling great uh, or right. not able to do whatever. So, so that's good. It's got a, it's got a eh, if you can do, if you can't do something else. Yeah. Which I like. And then I... I also liked uh, Steve Jobs, who basically just because it says morning, whatever time he woke up, reevaluate work and desires, which is a very <laughs> privileged position, right? Steve Jobs just like, eh, people can build their schedule around me. <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> dickhead. Um, <laughs> and the other dickhead on here is, uh, is Ernest Hemingway, because what it says for his morning routine was, sunrise begin writing and do not stop until what he had to say was said like fuck off Ernest Hemingway do you think he adjusted his alarm by four minutes or whatever every day so that it coincided with the sunrise oh what a probably yeah. the poetry of it all yeah well uh I have some uh some thoughts on morning routines which um, I'm probably not going to cover I will say that um celebrities especially celebrities in the film industry um and then also sort of ceos are known for their ridiculous morning routines yeah uh, waking up at ungodly hours 
and um, and you know trying to win the day by completing it before everyone else is up. Yeah. And um, I thought one thing that was very amusing is I was reading about Jennifer Aniston's uh, routine, and apparently right. she gets up at four thirty to have uh, a hot water with lemon and then wash her face with soap. Apparently that's important. Yeah. And um, she then goes to see her personal trainer for half an hour of spin and half an hour of yoga before then going to the gym, which is, <laughs> well, I guess just two workouts before a workout. Yeah. Jennifer's uh, in good shape, I guess. Yeah. But I, I wonder, yeah. right. How, how, to what extent are the, cause we only read about these on blogs or whatever. To what extent yeah. is this true? And what extent is it a marketing campaign to make celebrities seem even more above us than they already do? Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, I mean, I think, I think there is some, some truth to that as well. I think though that, you know, one thing that I've sort of realized like looking looking at these kind of people is that they they outsource a lot of these things. Yeah. Right. So like no matter how sort of difficult that is, it's like they're they're um you know, they're relying on say personal trainers or chefs to cook for them and this kind of stuff. But that being said, the work that has gone into getting them into those kind of positions at some point they probably had to do themselves you know it's just that now that they have the luxury of their wealth and success to to kind of aid them a lot in their pursuits and to have other people around them hold them accountable Mm. Um, and it certainly helps when you know you're being paid however many million to stay in a certain kind of shape certainly does millions of dollars in your own personal trainer exactly the only the only routine that i would like to conclude with is that of her majesty queen elizabeth ii oh yeah who apparently gets up at 7 30 every day in order to have a twinings english breakfast tea milk no sugar and in a bone china cup and saucer, of course, uh, and some merry cookies, whatever those are, uh, no brought idea. to her room by her maid. After which she has a bath, and then joins Prince Philip for I kid you not, cornflakes, which <laughs> apparently they keep in a Tupperware, according to a biographer who spent some time with her. <laughs> cornflakes. <laughs> a link. How regal. And then, and then she catches up with the racing news. She's apparently very fond of horse racing. Uh, and uh, racing has its own uh, news channels, apparently, which she's oh. uh, well, uh, a very loyal listener of. And then um, she looks at her government documents, which she keeps in her red boxes, which are scarlet leather cases. And, yes, um, because she is... 97 years old and still an active hand in forces of British politics, lest our listeners forget. Long live the Queen. So, yeah, so I think maybe to conclude this sort of segment on uh, morning routines, I think the value of morning routines is maybe in in, in being more efficient, Mm. certainly, but also in just making that transition from sleep to wakefulness and productivity a lot easier, a lot more seamless. And I think uh, the value of routine is consistency, is of building habits, you know? And in a lot of these cases, I think it is about streamlining and making people more effective, such as say Mark Zuckerberg, his morning routine includes wearing the same gray t-shirt and jeans every single day of his life. Makes his life a lot easier. (laughs) So he can focus on the bigger things. I don't know if I need that level of efficiency in the morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There are differing degrees. Certainly, we all contend with them in our different ways. And I think we can leave it at that. Actually, I might even wish to conclude with another quote by Marcus Aurelius. Oh, yeah? uh, Real quick, who says, at dawn, uh, this is from his meditations book, a little extract. 
wonderful little book. At dawn, when you have trouble getting out of bed, tell yourself, I have to go to work as a human being. What do I have to complain of if I'm going to do what I was born for? The things I was brought into the world to do. Or is this what I was created for? To huddle under the blankets and stay warm. Essentially, he's saying, stop feeling sorry for yourself and go do what you were programmed to do. Uh, it's a nice sentiment, but I do, I do, I do wonder, how do we know whether we were planned to, uh, to do work, programmed to do work, perhaps in an office or to snuggle under the blankets? <laughs> well, there you have it. Marcus Aurelius. Or Adam Johnson. <laughs> it's, a, it's a clash of the titans, truly. So, Adam. Well, uh, would you like would you like to lead us off with a palate cleanser? Uh, well, in fact, we have a we have another little segment before palate cleansers, and I know this episode is running long, but this is a very brief one. We have been submitted a, a correction. That's true. So we have, and we we want to uh, emphasise that if if anything we we do say in this podcast is wrong. Um, Feel free to call us out on that. Please do. And we'll, we'll read out in, in a future episode. Please. Well, whatever you think we deserve. So our, our, our friend Sam was listening to the pod and he pointed out to us that there are in fact primate research labs in Oxford. And if you Google primate research labs Oxford, you can even do a virtual tour of the facility. It does not look very nice. There are some rhesus macaques there. That's a reference to episode three, isn't it? it? It is indeed. And also on episode three, which was about animals, he pointed out that it was factually inaccurate of us to not bring up uh, war elephants. So sorry about that um, factual error that, that we made. And, and the flaming pigs. But and, the less uh, we flaming say about pigs, that, the yeah. We'll let your imaginations run wild with that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thank you for that, Sam. And uh, as Adam mentioned... If you do have any any comments in general, uh, they don't necessarily have to be corrections. Or if you would like to start a dialogue, then uh, you know how to contact us. Yes. So a palate cleanser. Um, shall I start off with the palate cleanser, Nick? I would love that. So I I thought to myself this week. Uh, I thought palate cleanser. What is a palate cleanser? Well, often if you're in a posh restaurant, it's sorbet. So this fact is about sorbet. <laughs> um, Slick. Uh, yeah, so my fact is, in Sicily, during the hot summer season, uh, ancients used to mix the snow of Mount Etna with some lemon juice or almond milk to create a refreshing drink. The Arabs called it sherbet, from which the Italian word sorbetto is derived. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. It makes me want sorbet so badly. Yeah, so proper sorbet. It's not real sorbet unless it's made from the snows of Mount Etna. Oh my God, that's great. Thank you for that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Truly a palate cleanser. Well, I have uh, my own little palate cleanser and um, I thought it was time for me to become markedly more patriotic in my allegiance to the Swiss. Um, okay. And, and so for that reason, I just want to give you a fun fact about Switzerland. Okay. Right? Um, and, and you may know this, but if the listeners don't, then I hope to be providing them with an education. Um, and that is simply that... Uh, Switzerland has more than 1,500 lakes, and it is apparently impossible to be more than 10 miles away from one of Switzerland's lakes if you're within the border at any given time. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, apparently 60% of the country's electricity is produced by hydroelectric power huh. that feeds on its water resources. So Switzerland, land of chocolate land of mountains land of lakes and 
I think we'll leave it on that note with my palate thoroughly cleansed um, and I hope yours is as well. Nick, thank you so much for podding with me today. Thank you. Thank you. I think we had a slow start, but we pushed through. We got to some interesting points and uh, maybe if you find yourself struggling in your morning routines, use this podcast as an inspiration (laughs) for that. Yeah. (laughs) Just keep going. Maybe. Maybe that will happen one day. All right, Adam. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Uh, Have a lovely day to you and to our listeners. Uh, Goodbye. Goodbye.